right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Uncle Buck's house, episode number one. Um, I am your host, Kyle Buck. Uh, thank you for coming over and uh, hanging out at my house today. Um, anything goes here. Uh, I do have a co-host. Um, unfortunately, he cannot be here for our first episodes recordings. He had some stuff come up, um, but uh, he will be here um, whenever he can. His name is Nick Oaks. He's one of my best friends in the world, and uh, we have some very fun things going on, some fun conversations all the time, and a lot of people have come up to me and, and said, hey, um, you guys should start a podcast, and so here we are, um, but I am not alone in the studio today. I do have BJ, the BJ, our uh, producer with the uh, the, our producer and host with the most over here at Flyover Studios. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yeah, what you know? It's good. It's good to be here. It's uh, it's it's always fun. As as I was a big uh, proponent of you starting a podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, Just just the way that you can lead a conversation, the way that you can control a room. I know I'm buttering you up, but, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. You, you've been a big influence on me in uh, confidence wise. Well, cool, uh, man. That means a lot. And Thank so, you. And I want to work with people I want to work with. Um, and for the longest time, I think didn't know where I wanted to, where I wanted to work with, but now I feel like I work with the right people and it's very, a positive environment. Oh, sure. And, and it's a, it's a, it's a fun environment. So I was no tr- doubt truly happy to get that text and finally excited to have you in this, uh, beautiful, uh, studio and, um, and this this house is starting to some cool. We've added a hot tub and a bar. <laughs> I saw that. I came in downstairs and I saw the bar. I'm like, oh shit, things are about to get crazy. And, <laughs> and then our landlord, uh, who I do movie review with, does not drink liquor, and he got like thirty bottles of liquor. <laughs> I heard him say something about getting some liquor. I didn't know he got thirty bottles. Yeah, he's already, holy cow. He's already put it down underneath the bar. Yeah. And so, and I don't drink. And I and and I said, you know the best bartender, right? He's like, well, I was like one that doesn't drink. <laughs> and he's like, all right, so if we have people over, you can bar. I like bartending. Yeah, 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 sure. Because uh, I it, I think it's the only role where you can kind of be, um, kind of mean. Yeah, and it's okay. Like yeah, you, exactly. You're, you're done. Yeah, you you have a you have a tool. You have something that they want. You know what I mean? So you you can use that. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> that's a blast, dude. That's so cool. Heck yeah! I uh, yeah, I saw that bar in there, and I what's he got? What did, did he say? Um, I saw it. I came over here. I think yesterday or the day before. Out. Um, and I and I and I looked, and I was he, we were going to put it up here. Oh, so gotcha. We, what we we're going to do was take uh, this out, one part out, move that over there. That was going to go away. Bar was going to go here. Couch was going to go there. And then we were going to have those two bar stools with the two mics up there. Okay. And then, uh, and, um, and that way we would have the bar behind it, um, with the alcohol and stuff. If, if, because it's other shows we've done, there's empty liquor bottle there. <laughs> um, that's what we wanted to do. And I thought, man, I was like, let's not take that upstairs. I don't want something to happen to it, like taking it up the stairs. And so, uh, we were able to figure out putting it in this garage, but most people that come over for podcasts, after we're done, we go downstairs. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a it's a central point. Yeah, yeah. And so we could just and now we have more room for activities. Downstairs. Oh, so now much room for activities. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, that's so cool. I mean, thirty damn bottles of liquor. That's uh, that's crazy. What? I, how did he get it? Do you say? Um, he has the uh, friends. Actually, they're really nice friends. Uh, they were his parents. Yeah, friends. very nice friends. Um, and they're all they're older, so yeah. they're in their sixties, like his dad's age. So they were cleaning out their basements. So they had like a sectional, a bar, liquor, 
Um, a couple months ago, he got a golf cart, a couple golf bags, golf shoes, and they just keep cleaning stuff out. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we don't use this no more. Oh, shit. So I think they have like a bigger house and hey. they're just cleaning stuff out. And yeah. So, and it's just like. It's cool as hell. Must be nice to have like older, like, yeah. we- wealthy friends. Like, yeah. here's 30 bottles of liquor. I don't yeah. need this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I've, <laughs> I've seen, you know, I've been to some, you know, parties at those sorts of spots that are just nothing but like bars full of e and j and like four different types of crown and it's like you know you you go into a bar you go into kettle top you know you're gonna see a big selection of stuff but like to see that in someone's residential home it's like oh my gosh there's either a problem or you're the best like yep and, I, pro- and possibly both <laughs> i remember a girl i dated i went to her house and she had a swimming pool in her pool house was bigger than the apartment i was living in with my parents or my mom my brother and we were swimming and i remember just swimming i was like 16 years old i was like oh this in-ground pool and she's like hey you want a beer and i'm like is this a test because i'm dating your daughter yeah i was like no no i'm good she's saying no no it's fine she poured it and she poured it in a glass and i'm swimming doing backstrokes drinking a beer going is this what rich people do (laughs) i want to be rich (laughs) yeah they had a phone booth from england and shipped over here a real one that worked and then um her like was, a like a doctor who yeah. phone booth oh yeah. shit and then you, they had that bar in that uh cabana type uh, pool wow house. and i was just like this way yeah and then i was just like and like beer fridges yeah beer fridges alcohol and then yeah they, they, they entertained the house with- although I, I i will say i will say that beer fridges aren't necessarily a rich people thing yeah i i, I know a bunch of rednecks with beer fridges that you know are like just just rocking three fridges out and you know like oh, yeah. they got a meat fridge a beer fridge and you know what i mean not, not that they not that they necessarily are poor but they're certainly not you know swanky you know what i mean yeah that's like um rb's fridge i got it for him where i used to work at and that, that's just a, nothing but a beer fridge yeah absolutely we have, there's white claw there's yeah. hams there's cores miller oh that's great hams is from dyke yeah he drank all the beer too much beer one night and he brought over hams yeah and everybody's like why do you have hams here yeah yeah, the, the, I'm I'm pretty sure that like whoever was the first person to drink too much hams like invented the term hammer. You know what I mean? Like cuz that's how you feel. You feel like you've been struck in the face with a hammer if you wake up after, you know, a 30 case of mm. ham bones, dude. I used to drink uh bush like cuz the way would steal them from Yeah. Me. <laughs> Just drink the worst stuff so well, that like, We played travel softball. No one steals your shit. We played travel softball out of state or whatever and we would have we would bring beer with us or yeah. get it. So, and you'd be on the field and you would have your cars with you and your truck. A lot of us had trucks and we put our coolers and no one was still Bush Light. Yeah. They were still in Millers and Coors and like, you sure. know. But my, mine was always there when I got there. There you go. Just pure piss water. There you go. <laughs> the kind that just makes you like, guess so. You know what I mean? But it got the job done. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. when, I, when I drink, I always drink cheap. Yeah. I mean, I could yeah. see. And that's why I used to switch to liquor more than because liquor, you like, Oh, I want more get bang bu- for your buck. Yeah, I want to get a buzz dog. All right, let's just, let's have four or five shots and we're yeah. good instead of spending nine. Go get a pint of old granddad's and make some bad decisions. Oh. You know, <laughs> we used to get we used to get five dollar Cornhusker whiskey. Oh man, you couldn't. You, I've like, never had Cornhusker. Like my throat right now is kind of a little bit deeper. That's what it sounded like a night of drinking that. Because <laughs> either it's going to burn your throat, or if you happen to get sick, it's going to just tear your throat up. Yeah, I just look back and look at the decisions we made as kids, and you're just like like how do we survive yeah 
I want my kids to do some of that, but there's just they're playing tag at 16 years old, and I, I don't want to be upset because they're being good kids. Yeah. And my wife's like, man, tell them to keep the noise down. It's like they're playing tag. Yeah. I was like, do you know what I was doing at 16? Yeah, right. She's like, I was yeah. uh, I was home with my mom. I was like, yeah, I was doing things not. I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> My kids are boring, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's actually not a bad thing. And I think that that's actually, you know, we see, you know, generational shifts happen all the time. And I think that that's just like a pendulum of, you know, um, especially American culture. You know what I mean? Like, um, like honestly, like, I, I think specifically with the cannabis uh, yes. explosion. I think that like the millennial, the older millennials and even younger millennials are probably going to be the only ones that really support that industry because I think it's going to become so mainstream and it's going to become so uh, um, uh, like uh, cliche, I guess. It's going to become so cliche that like the, the younger generations are just going to be like... I. Like why? Like like especially at least smoking anyway, because I think that once you know it develops into like all all the digital forms of you know consumption, like the pens. Like yeah, see, some of those pens are beautiful. Yeah, but and that's a great question. I want to get your feedback on this. I'm 39 years old, so yeah. and I was in a place last night considered very hipster, right? Yeah. Um, I went to um, bar called Nine Nine. There was a music release. Uh, Chad Mills, great band. Great. Oh, I love Chad. Yeah, yeah. He's a friend of the friend of the show. And, yeah. And and but but we and I was talking to uh, AP's um, AP's cousin Ryan, who helped the, basically develop Flyover Media with the sound and everything. And I asked him about hipsters, right? And I was just like, he was giving me an honest thing. He's like, they're very ironic. And you break up a great point. Yeah. We'll say cannabis gets really popular. And sure. And all of a sudden, do you think people are like, oh, yeah, too many it's going to, it's going to become too cool. You know what I mean? It, it, well, okay. Not, not too cool, but it's going to be one of those things that like becomes so out there that it becomes uncool mm-hmm. and it's going to, you know, and, and it, it, you know, even in, um, even in states where it's still illegal, it, it, it is, you know, it, it's just one of those things that's acknowledged as, eh, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, like when you turn 21, how much did you drink before oh, you're 21? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I not much. In fact, uh, I drank, um, okay, so college was a blur, but uh, a ton, way more like before 21 than, Me you too. know. Then I turned 21, and I'm like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I don't, and then like you would go to the bars because you go with your buddies, but sure, it was. It, I think it's still more fun in our culture to do things when you're not supposed to do it, and obviously in moderations if you yeah. can. Yeah, sure. But I mean, I know kid. I mean, um, I know my youngest son had smoked weed a few times. We talked about it with him or whatever, and uh, and he was like, "Yeah, it just helped me calm down." Yeah, but, but I'd explain to him because at twenty, your brain starts to develop fully around twenty five. So we yeah. had a conversation, and I think the problem is we still don't have a real conversation. Our parents can't do that. They're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, my oh, wife, my wife struggles with it. Oh, absolutely. Some of my uh, some of my best friends, um, you know, kind of they, they normalize it. You know what I mean? Like, like not not normalize it to the sense of where they're, you know, um, if if they use that they you know are open about it in the home or they you know do it in the home necessarily, but like you know they they don't demonize it and it's one of those things where they're you know you can be honest and educate, 
you know, the next generation on, on what's going on. Because honestly, if more people were educated about that, you know, the generation before us, then maybe we wouldn't have had as many people getting into substance abuse issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, cause you know, I, I am not by any means calling, um, cannabis a gateway drug because it is not absolutely alcohol is far greater of a gateway drug than than cannabis but um education is is the key point i'm trying to make here is is if you're educated about it you know you, you can be like no i don't want this joint at a party when i'm 16 because i you know know that i my brain is actually going to stop growing like you know if you're able to you know educate them beyond more than just saying you know um uh this is bad because the law says so. You know what I mean? That makes you want to do it more anyway. Yeah, because a, a lot of our laws were written such a long time ago. Sure. And some, I mean, there was this, there was this thing I saw. It was like, you know, at one point in time. And prohibition in general yeah, is, is. Never works. Weird. Yeah. Because it, it just creates more money. And yeah. The, and the government still finds a way to get money because yeah. they know about. I spent time in Chicago and got some mm-hmm. history lessons on the speakeasy. I actually got to see one. Yeah. It was, it was a. Um, bricked up but they're like hey this is one and i was like you saw the bullet holes it was really cool but because like you know at one point in time slavery was legal sure but helping a slave was illegal yeah so not necessarily all of our laws are exactly yeah yeah well, laws yeah. laws are not meant to like laws should not dictate morality you know what i mean like rosa parks broke the law you know um mlk broke the law you know jesus broke the law so, you know, it's it's one of those things where, um, uh, you know, I don't know. We just kind of w- went off on a went off on a thing there. Yeah. Yeah. Just I like just, it. Just to show that this show and yeah, uh, I absolutely. spent a lot of time yeah, so, sure. so well-rounded. Sure. And yeah. it's because it's, I think we, there's a lot of comedy shows and, you know, I did one earlier with um, Dyke and Daniels and it's a funny show. And then, but it's every now and then it's nice to have like a real conversation be like, oh, so we're, you guys, you know, cause a lot of times is I think there's perceptions of people and then like when I meet somebody and all of a sudden they just start dropping knowledge on me, I'm like, oh my, like just keep going. And you know, and it's something because knowledge a lot of times can be verified to a certain extent. Um, but there's, yeah. a lot, but I think that we stop as a society, we have stopped learning. We, we have learning dictated us. And like this is what you're supposed to learn, and then I think critical thinking is dead. Do you, yeah. Do you think critical thinking is dead a little well, bit? Well, I I think uh, I think we're I think it's reawakening. To be completely honest with you, um, and we can we can go into that a, uh, at a different time, but um, but I, I think that critical thinking is coming back, and it has to. I think it's it's a necessary part of um, properly functioning in. Uh, our modern society. And here's what I mean by that. Um, when you say that we stop learning, I think that, um, I, I would agree with that to an extent in the fact that we, so much of what we call learning is simply remembering information, Mm -hmm. not necessarily. And and we call that learning. Like, you know, just if you can remember a specific date of an important event in history, you know, you might know when the, um, you know, Declaration of Independence was signed, but um, truly understanding why and what the Declaration of Independence means is learning about the Declaration of Independence. You know what I mean? So I, I think that 
in this information age that we have, we're given a lot of information, but we don't really learn about it. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. And, and so, um, so yeah, I, I, I would agree. I, I would certainly agree that, that critical thinking has um, died off kind of to an extent, but I would say that it is on its way back, and it has to because of the amount of information that we're given. Um, we have to be able to dictate you know, um, what is real, what is fake. And also we have to be critical of our sources. We have to, um, avoid confirmation bias. We have to, you know, just because something supports your belief, you need to determine whether or not it's true. You know what I mean? Um, and if something is true and supports your belief, then by all means, you know, that's, that's, you know, something worth sharing, you know what I mean? But, but if you're able to critically think on something and you're not able to find something that, you know, is, is solid, then, you know, we, we need to be able to disregard those. In in regards to the show, what are some of your favorite topics that you, that you're looking forward to cover as you, as now in the, in, in the host chair, man, I, I, all of them, you know what I mean? Ultimately, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to narrow it down to any specific topics. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about the most on this introduction um, or kind of emphasize on this introduction is that, you know, this show's going to go all over the place. Um, it's, it's, uh, I, I look forward to getting some really cool guests. Like we've got a storm chaser or someone who has been a storm chaser coming on. Um, it's going to have some really cool stories. I can't wait to talk to. Um, we've got uh, comedians. I've got musicians in mind, um, and you know, we. I, I want to talk to artists, but I also want to talk to people um, that are, um, you know, relatable to the listener. I, I want people to know that what they have is not necessarily what they're. I, I I'm not saying that you know I need someone to come in here with a with a big extravagant story you know what I mean or I need someone to come in here with something to promote I want people to to come in here and and provide a unique perspective on anything that's just fun or cool or new and and has something to say and and uh, you know is fun to listen to and so you know I've got some cool folks in mind that I think uh, are going to provide an interesting. Uh, conversation and um uh nick is not here but uh he's one of my well, one of my all-time you know best friend co-pilots and so um he's got some cool ideas for the show in fact actually i want this to kind of be a listener driven show you know i i want the listener to be able to control some of the content i want you know the audience to tell us um you know what they want us to talk about with upcoming guests i want them to um you know you guys i guess those of you listening to this right now i don't want to talk about they but you the listener um i want to get your feedback if something you like on the show if there's something you don't like on the show you know let, let, let me know um and those are the funnest ones is when the when you have the interactions from, oh sure from it, and then um I think one of my favorite things I've ever talked about on a show or the creepiest was we had ghost, a ghost person on there and he did not want to come on the show because he thought no. we we're going to make fun of him. Oh, uh, him on the show. His name is Mike and he played recording shows. Yeah. Videos. Yeah, for sure. So, I would love to. I have a fascination with the paranormal. Oh, uh, you know what I mean? Like he quit and it was, he, he told the story why he quit and it was fascinating. And then like in, the weirdest thing was his phone started playing music and he has an iPhone like I do. Right. So if you have your music from your car set up, you can click your button right there and then you'll be able to click it. Right. Yeah. His phone was 15 feet away from him. Started playing music. 
He didn't touch that bag since the day he since he sat down and talked to us for an hour and a half. Never touched that bag, and it was not a ringtone. It was a music playing started playing on this phone, like an MP3 or or just like Spotify iTunes. or something. iTunes. Oh started shit! Playing, and he did not. What have, song was it? Uh, I can't remember. I have to go back and listen. But it was not a Mac, right? Because wait, the, wait. The, this was on the episode. This is during the episode. Oh why my we, god! Why? How have I how have I missed this? What you the, need to? This is like two thousand. This is like our first seven eight nine ten episodes oh right? my gosh just even before i knew you right wow yeah yeah that's when i was like oh i gotta have this person on and i was talking yeah i was talking to him in my driveway in my boxers trying to get him come on the show and yeah I, and i remember getting him on the show and i was just like had all these questions i just let him run with it and he was telling a story about how uh it's on smudcast from season one 2016 some but he's telling a story about how he was in southern indiana and when he went up to michigan the paranormal thing in that house mentioned those that paranormal down there what he quit something happened he quit and him <sighs> he went home to his wife they went to church the next day and they've never stopped going since this is a very wow. educated man yeah very educated well-spoken yeah wasn't trying to get money Dude, demons exist man i i you <sighs> know i was like ap came over yeah. that episode and was came over and he was like yeah, I think his kids or someone was around or someone was gone. He just came over the house and just kept. Yeah, like, dude. I'm gonna. He 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 was yelling at me. He's like, "This is why I don't want the studio in my house." <laughs> That's hilarious. But it was the only. It was <laughs> very few times that I mean I've done close to 300 episodes, and that was one of the few episodes where I was like, just freaked out because I'm not an easy person to freak out because yeah. I'm like I know th- I believe in things exist, but yeah. So and that's I think that's where. A lot of the shows, and 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 because we've had you on, and and most people are like, oh, Kyle Buck, the comedian, which is a phenomenal comedian, but the things that you, other things you talk about, are just to me, are probably some of the most interesting. Well, and I appreciate that, and uh, and and I take a lot of pride in that. I enjoy, you know, there are a lot of things that interest me, and I've been into science and astronomy and astrology and mythology and and all types of weird shit. You know, being a, being being an only child, you know, you find things to to entertain you. And for me, you know, sure, I had um, you know all the pop culture stuff, video games, and you know, movies, and and you know, comic books, and all that. But I took a lot more interest in my in my later years in the um, in metaphysics and in the paranormal and the ghost hunting shows were some of my favorites. And even though some of them or most of them probably are fake and, you know, are made for TV, there are people that are very real paranormal um, investigators that don't want the, you know, they don't want the tainted, you know, they, I'm sure they probably would love to make more money, but they don't want to be, tainted by a television crew they want the cameras that they're that are there to capture evidence so they can disseminate that to the people and that's you know it's just so cool i love that and i've been on like amateur paranormal you know investigations with my friends back in the day hashtag uh witches circle in daleville was was fun um but uh you know yeah i i i guess how long we've been going uh about 20 about 20 mm-hmm. okay um i was thinking the intro probably wouldn't would need to be um maybe a little bit longer than this um but uh i i guess kind of starting to wrap this up i guess um you know i i want this to be something that's molded into you know i i want this to be a conglomeration of creative forces you know what i mean i i 
while you know i may have you know my name and face on on the album art while you're you know listening to this episode i would not have anything if it weren't for the people around me and um you know uh bj thank you so much for you know offering the time in the studio to come in and record this thing this is awesome i think it's going to be a lot of fun i want to do prank calls I think that would be a whole lot of fun. I haven't done prank calls in a really long time, but I, and I am very creative with them, and I think it'd be a lot of fun. We have, we have a burner phone. Nice. So, yeah, we we could do that. We also have, I mean, eventually... Uh, I want to feature local musicians. Yeah. I want to feature their music. Um, I want to talk to local musicians. Um, I want to, uh, you know, feature local businesses. If you have... Um, something that you want to promote and you think that the show would be a good place to do that, you know, um, shoot, uh, you know, shoot me an email or something, or, uh, uh, you can hit me on social media at uncle bucks house. Um, you can follow the podcast at uncle bucks podcast, um, on, on all forms of social media and, uh, you know, come along for the ride. Hey, help me make a show that you want to listen to and, and that you're a part of. Um, and, uh, you know, if you got questions for upcoming guests, you can send that to social media. Um, I'd be more than happy to, you know, pass those questions on to our guests. Um, I know that Nick's got some cool ideas for some segments. He's, uh, one of those guys that, you know, um, we're going to have some cool metaphysical conversations. We're going to have some cool life conversations. Things can get, things are going to get deep. Things are going to get silly. <laughs> things are going to get, um, all over the place, man. Anything goes in uncle Buck's house. Um, again, at uncle Buck's podcast, um, uh, go like, and, and subscribe to everything. Uh, anchor.com, um, anywhere at uncle Buck's house is my, uh, Instagram. And, uh, let's, let's do this thing. You know what I mean? BJ, you got anything? No, I'm happy that you're part of us. I think yeah. it's, I think it's going to be outstanding. Um, and it, like I said, just make sure to check out all the episodes, future episodes, and then make sure it's uh, stay in contact with the show. And then yeah. uh, uh, that's all that I got for you, Buck. Yeah, man. Uh, guys, thanks so much for coming over to Uncle Buck's house today. Um, for uh, my co-host, Nick, who will be um, uh, in some episodes shortly, he'll be back next week with us. Um, uh, for my co-host, Nick, uh, that's BJ over there. Um, Uncle Buck, signing out.